Three quarterbacks benched in the NFL. What do these teams do at quarterback going forward? We're going to dive into Denver, Washington, and New York Giants on today's edition of the Locked on NFL podcast. Let's roll. Let's rock. You are Locked on NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in to a Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Tyler Rowland, local expert from the Locked On Titans Podcast. Here with Alex Clancy, local expert from the Locked On Cardinals Podcast. Today's Locked On NFL is brought to you by Prize Picks. It's crossover Thursday here on the Locked On Podcast Network, and it is presented by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Alex, three quarterbacks benched in the NFL on Wednesday Russell Wilson from the Denver Broncos, Sam Howe from the Washington Commanders, and Tommy DeVito from the New York Giants, Tommy Cutlets. We're going to dive into those situations. Plus, talk about Thursday night football with Browns and Jets and the best games of Week 17. It's going fast. Thank you for making Locked On NFL your first listen each and every day. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. But we're going to start with the Denver Broncos. Kind of a surprise here, but if you follow the Broncos closely, the financial situation for them, maybe this isn't as big of a surprise. Russell Wilson was set to get some big-time money guaranteed if he were to get injured in these last two games. So the Broncos decided to sit him, go with Jared Stidham. And this is something that we saw the Raiders do with Derek Carr last year, sit your quarterback to prevent you from owing them for injury. So it's not something that's new in the NFL. But with where the Broncos were at, Sean Payton being new, them trying to make a push, still kind of surprising to see them go out sad like this at the end of the year. But Alex... It may not be surprising to the two people hosting Locked On NFL today because me and Alex had some strong statements before the season, throughout the season, about the Broncos with Sean Payton and Alex. I would have to say that we were closer to right than wrong on those. Yeah, I mean, still at this point, I kind of wish we would have seen the push because it would have been a better storyline if they would have started the way they did and then not lose to the third worst team in football on Sunday night football, potentially. Um, Sean Payton just screaming bloody murder at Russell Wilson for all to see. Like that snapped me back to reality real quick. Like, oh yeah, Sean Payton still Sean Payton. And, you know, I felt bad for Russell Wilson at that point. Like they've done a pretty good job. They've got a better roster than a lot of teams in the NFL. So they're, you know, they put in a new offense. They were kind of broken last year with Nathaniel Hackett, but yeah, it's, I'll do like a victory spin, not a victory lap, you know, not a victory lap um, where we were more right than wrong, but I would have rather been very wrong here and seen them make a push in the AFC and become one of the better stories than sputtering out. And then them just giving up on the rest of the season. And And I just like a lot of their players. If I'm honest with you, you know, they they made some solid additions on the offensive line. The offensive line played together for most of the year, like Horton Sutland, Jerry Judy, Javante Williams is a fun player. Obviously, Pat Sertan Jr. is is excellent to watch. They have Justin Simmons. I mean, Baron Browning. They have a lot of really good players that are fun to watch across the field. But 
I want to say this. So we were right because the Broncos didn't make the playoffs. And I think we were pretty clear that we didn't think that Sean Payton would make a big enough difference for them to make the playoffs. So in that sense, we're right. But we do have to admit Sean Payton made them a better football team. Now, coming from Nathaniel Hackett, it's kind of like a Doug Peterson effect. You know, coming after Urban Meyer makes you look a lot better. But I I still think that Sean Payton made them a better football team. So I guess in that sense, the whole argument was it was way too much to give up to Sean Payton. And I think that still is in play here. But Payton certainly made them a little bit better. But moving on to... The next situation, which may even be more interesting, even if the quarterback doesn't have as big of a name, it's the Washington Commanders. Sam Howe, during pointed times during this season, was impressing everybody online. and People were talking about him being the future at quarterback for Washington. But now things have changed very quickly. He's been benched in the last two games. And now he's benched for good for the rest of the season. They're going to put Jacoby Brissett in, the longtime veteran. Alex, I guess my question for you is here, does this mean that Sam Howe is not the quarterback of the future in Washington? Should they be looking to to take a quarterback with a really, really high draft pick they're going to get this year? He got David Card this year. <laughs> you know, he was the highest so, sack so, quarterback so in the NFL many so sacks. many times. Yeah, Incredible. You know, and yeah, a lot of his yards, and I'll use another old reference. Look at me today. He, he Blake Bortled his way through the fantasy football year this year where they were out of contention in a lot of games, and he had some right. filler stats at the end of games. but. I'll tell you what, the kid can huck it, and he seems like a very competent quarterback in a year of incompetence at that position. Mm -hmm. So I think if I'm Washington, I mean, you got to see who the head coach is going to be like. Uh, Is there enough there for an offensive-minded guy for them to let go of? Is Eric Biennemi going to finally get his chance? Is that never going to happen? Like, it's a lot of it's going to be dependent upon if they have a head coach in-house already and they like Mm -hmm. Sam Howell and they can use their top five pick projected on something else if they want to trade back and add pieces elsewhere that offense aside from the offensive line is good they've got a good offense they've got pieces for everything Jahan Dotson Terry McLaurin Logan Thomas they've got four running backs like they've got guys and I think Sam Howell should get another look but I would just draft three offensive linemen in the first three rounds this year I mean that that's what they're missing I mean that that is true and no matter who they get at quarterback they're going to have a problem on the offensive line what do you think but but I it, it's different. One, I think they need a new quarterback. I don't think Sam Howe is the guy. But at the end of the day, what I want, what I think is what I think that with a new owner, you're going to have someone be ready to push in. They're going to get rid of Ron Rivera. They may make total wholesale changes to everything. You're going to have a new owner come in and say, I'm putting my stamp on this franchise. I'm getting my leaders. I'm getting my quarterback. He's going to hire a new coach or promote Eric Bieniemy. He's going to bring in guys in the front office. He's going to say, Go get our quarterback. Mm-hmm. You have full carte blanche. Go get our quarterback. They're going to have a top three, top four pick. So it's not like they're going to have to pay what the Panthers paid last year to get up, especially if it's the Bears. They're going to be begging to come out if they decide to stay with Justin Fields and get as much as they can in a trade. And the Bears will probably want to stay close and stay in the top five so they can get mm-hmm. an offensive lineman or get a wide receiver to go with Justin Fields if they decide to keep him. So I think the commanders are in a position here with – Regardless of what we think is right, wrong, I think it's obvious with the new ownership, they're going to put in brand new guys that they believe in and say, go get our guy. And with Caleb Williams being from that area, being from the D.C., the DMV area, I I think it's just a a match made in heaven for them to do that. But with not much time left, we want to spend a little bit of time talking about Tommy Cutlets. You know, it's over, Alex. It's finally over. Tommy Cutlets benched. All right, I'm done. I'm sorry, but he's benched. Tyrod Taylor coming in, and 
Do you think the Giants need a new quarterback? Do you think they should go with Daniel Jones next year? They'll probably bring back Tommy DeVito and he'll be like the backup or at least get a camp invite. Are they better with Tyrod? I don't even know what to think of the Giants this year. It's just a sad situation. Yeah. I mean, I still think, I still think Daniel Jones is the right, the right guy. I mean, they won a playoff game last year, right? They got to the playoffs yep. last year. I mean, I, I think that first of all, you paid him, um, but they didn't pay him an exhort. They didn't pay him nosebleed money. Okay. Yeah. They didn't look at the contract. It's not as right. rich as others. And they're now tied to him for at least one more year. Um, and, you know, the thing is, like, with their offense, the most important thing for them this offseason is going to be Saquon. Like, they don't have any offensive the pieces O-line. where it's like, man, they're wasting this offensive player's career. They've already wasted Saquon's career, okay, the first couple of years. They've already wasted it. And Prime, maybe. they have no receivers that it would be like, oh, we must bring these guys back. They want to roll well, That's what I flashes. think you do, you know? So you just start, start over? Well, I, I, I think you get the wide receiver. They're going to be in prime position to get one of the top wide receivers. That's yeah. for sure. They're probably not going to get Marvin Harrison Jr. That's not going to be on the table. That's probably going to Arizona for you to cover no matter what. I don't see why Arizona would do anything. I mean, I know you've argued some O-line, but you look at the Giants. They've taken tackles in two of the last three drafts in the first round. I don't know if they can go there again. They need to get Daniel Jones a good wide receiver. They, they have to do that. So if they do stick with Daniel Jones, I think I think that's what they need to be looking to do. Um, not trying to revamp quarterback when you owe him all that money and everything. It's just not not a logical path forward. But they with that being Jaylen said, too, right? I mean, they, but they drafted. Yeah, but that was man. a mid round pick. You know what? Second round pick on Jalen Hyatt. So it's not a, a mid rounder. I know, I know, but they obviously need more. You know, you get yeah. Hyatt as your speed demon with Wendell Robinson in the slot. You add him to a real outside receiver like a Romo Dunze or, or, or Malik yeah. Neighbors or Keon Coleman yeah. or whatever you want. Yeah. You know, I just think that that makes the most sense. They can yeah. add some help in free agency in the O-line or later in the draft. But we could get into the Giants offseason plan um, for hours. There's so much going on in the NFL right now. With that being said, we got a Thursday night football game with a team in New York, the New York Jets and the Cleveland Browns. We're going to dive into that in just a second before we do. Do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, look, this is how Prize Picks works. Every player has a projection. For example, Joe Flacco, 200 passing yards. Amari Cooper, 1,000 receiving yards in one game. Maybe who knows what he's going to do next. Uh, you look at the New York Jets, Reese Hall, 60 rushing yards. Basically, all you do is you go on Prize Picks. You look at each projection for each player. You pick two to six players, and you say whether those players do more or less. If you hit all of them, you can win up to 25 times your money. Making an entry could take as little as 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy. It's so much fun as well. Make sure that you go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL. Use the code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL. Use the code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks daily fantasy sports. Made easy. All right, Alex, we're going to continue today's Locked On NFL podcast. It's a Thursday edition. Uh, thank you for making Locked On your first listen each and every day. We just talked about the quarterback situations. Three quarterbacks getting benched on Wednesday in the NFL. Wild news cycle, but we do have a Thursday night football game tonight, and it's between 
the 10 and five Cleveland Browns, the Cleveland Browns and the New York Jets. Now the New York Jets, obviously not quite as exciting uh, as the Cleveland Browns have been this year. But Alex, what I want to say first and foremost with this game is Kevin Stefanski is the coach of the year. All right. Maybe you can argue Dan Campbell. You could, of course, argue Kyle Shanahan. You could, of course, argue John Harbaugh, Mike McDaniel. You could argue a lot of things. Maybe Antonio Pierce sneaks in if the Raiders win out. You know, there are a lot of good options here, especially with the backup quarterbacks playing this year. We've seen some really good coaching. Zach Taylor in Cincinnati. You know, we've seen some good coaching. But I think it's obvious that it's Kevin Stefanski. I mean, they have used, what, four, five different quarterbacks this year. The offensive line's good, but they've had injuries on the offensive line as well. They've been banged up there. The defense has been excellent, no doubt about it. you got to give credit to Jim Schwartz there, their new defensive coordinator, longtime defensive coordinator. But at the end of the day, Kevin Stefanski has led this team to one of the best records in the NFL after losing a quarterback that is costing them as much as any quarterback in the NFL. So I, I don't think there's any any other clear favorite other than Kevin Stefanski for Coach of the Year right now. Am I wrong? I mean, some, it's like a Nick Folesian thing going on in Cleveland. Like, it out is. of nowhere. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, you know what? They lost Nick Chubb. And they've just rolled on. Like, it's no longer the defense that's been carrying. The offense has been doing their part it's also. It's stepped up. Yeah. Wild. yeah. Um, it's a team effort. Yeah. You know, I think it's fine. I, I think the more fun story would be Dan Campbell. Um, you know, I think Shane Steichen was the odds-on leader on FanDuel going into last week because of what he's done in Indy. Like, Domenico yeah. Ryans, you know, was was fun for a while because, you know, and then CJ Stroud got hurt. Right, but right, the most right. consistent team this year in the AFC North, aside from the Ravens probably, you know, is the Browns. And, I, I, yeah, I mean, I think he's the odds-on favorite now on FanDuel to win also. Yeah. Well, he should be. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. But the question here becomes, the Browns are a fun story. Coach wins coach of the year. Joe Flacco is pulling a real-life Shane uh, Falco. You know, yeah. from the replacements, Keanu Reeves' character. Like, yeah. I know that Joe Flacco made it, his character, didn't yeah. but, Right, right, right. Yeah. But uh, it feels like that right now, what, what Flacco's doing. So, all of that's cool. It's good stories. But can the Browns actually make noise in the playoffs is the real question. And they can run the ball. They obviously have a defense. Do you think the Browns could actually win a playoff game and, and make some noise here. I mean, we've seen worse rosters win. I mean, they've got, he's got right. two guys. He's got two one, a guys in Amari Cooper and David and Joku respect on both of their names. You know, Jerome Ford has been fine in replacement three months old, but he's still there. You know, the defense will carry the way, but right. What is the biggest the thing for me? player in the world? Yeah, right. And the biggest thing for me going into the playoffs is how does your style of play translate regardless of weather? And they can play in any weather. With Joe Flacco, he played in Baltimore for over a decade. He knows it. You know, he right. he, he gets it. So, yeah, I think especially with the AFC being so diluted, but in a good way with talent, like we have no idea what will shape a butt. I mean, they're going to make the playoffs. And especially the AFC South, because they're going to have the five seeds. So they're they're going to play the winner 
of the AFC South, whether that be the Jags or the Texans or right. whoever, you know, can can rip victory from the jaws of defeat there in the AFC South. How embarrassing of a, a of a yeah. division that is at this point. But Stroud's coming back. The Jags may be without Trevor Lawrence. Obviously, the Colts took a tough loss last week to the Falcons, but it was an NFC game. So in terms of the overall AFC picture, it could have been worse. Uh, I I just think the Browns are going to be a better football team than whoever that is. So I think the Browns will at least be able to get one. And then where do they go? You know, that then they're playing the Dolphins, maybe, in round two. They, they play the Ravens, maybe. They could beat the Ravens. I, like, that's a division game. You know the AFC North is wild like that. So you never know. You never know. Could be a cool story. Maybe Flacco goes elite again. But uh, with that being said, the Browns are... Seven and a half point favorites in this game. I think that might be a little too much. I think that might be a little too much. Trevor Simeon, the Jets, they're feisty. All right. I, I don't know. Are, are you laying more than a touchdown? You know, that three and a half and that seven and a half number are big. With the way the NFL has gone this year, are, are you laying that more than a touchdown on the Browns? Yeah. This is going to be like 27 6. Right. Yeah, I mean, right. I think this could be defensive touch on this could get ugly real quick, mm -hmm. uh, especially with the Jets defense. They're tired. They're on the field a lot because this yeah. offense isn't very good. So especially all it takes, I mean, yeah. look at what Joe Flacco has done. There is very little defensive things you can do when a quarterback is dropping balls in a bucket 50 yards down the field with Amari Cooper just running a nine. Like it yeah. doesn't it, like it's impossible to stop. It, it's when it's perfect. And it was picturesque last week. And if he, he's going to throw picks, we just know that, okay? But Joe Flacco, especially with David Njoku, being a real bona fide number two and being huge and being able to run over guys, like, yeah. I think this is going to be a – it's going to be kind of a bloodbathy game tonight. Right. So, well, yeah, I would I would lay the points. If if the Jets were at home, the spread would obviously be different. Um, but then I would think maybe they, they might stand a chance here. But Cleveland's just got some magic – and right the dog pound can smell blood, man. The dog pound yep. can smell blood. Thursday night, yep. it's the last Thursday night game of the year. It's going to be fascinating. Now, the other games of the year, there are the other games this week are there are some game of the year contenders. There are some doozies coming up week seventeen. Tyler and I have two more of these. I can't believe if you didn't appreciate the season midway through the season, shame on you. You've gotten the disclaimer now. from me every single damn week. Alex Clancy locked on Cardinals, Tyler Rowland locked on Titans. We are locked on NFL Thursday. Thank you for making locked on NFL your first listen each and every day, free wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. The best games of the week. Next. This episode of Locked on NFL Thursday is brought to you by LinkedIn. Um, I have a soft spot for LinkedIn. Uh, it's helped me through times getting jobs interviews, networking. Now, if you're looking for people like me when I was looking, if you're hiring, if you're hiring for a small business, you have as many top tier candidates as you can handle, man. Like there are billions of people. So many opportunities on LinkedIn. So it's, I mean, it's not just another job board. They have a vast network of a billion professionals, which means it's the best place to hire. And, you know, you can use screening questions. You can do so many things to find the candidate that you need for your job. And they even launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, this is it. 
two more of these, you know, and we get playoffs and we get to do things like that. But, you know, this is our, this, this is the second to last full slate of games that we get to talk about in the 2023 season. Unbelievable. Alex Clancy locked on Cardinals, Tyler Rowland locked on Titans. You can find us both free wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Um, I'm going to steal the fun one this time to start, Tyler. Um, I know that there are a handful, especially with the benching of quarterbacks and now the direct correlative between draft cap or draft position and benching quarterbacks, teams. There are 14 teams with seven or eight wins. That's almost half the NFL. And while this means a lot more in the NFC than it does in the AFC at this point, unless you're, you know, in the AFC South, um, there's so many storylines on both ends. So I'm going to take one um, Saturday night Lions Cowboys. This is like the Lions won their first division title in what, what was it? 30 years. And Dak Prescott, they were like, they played pretty well against Miami. Okay. It was just whoever had the ball last won the game. And, I think Dallas has a lot to prove here. It's Saturday night. It's in Jerry world and they've got to get a W immediately. And I mean, and the lines are, are playing for, for a draft or for a, for playoff position. So it's something that with the NFC, with the 49ers losing and Brock Purdy looking like me playing quarterback in the NFL, everything is wide open to take over the NFC in that number one spot. The Baltimore Ravens taking on the Miami Dolphins. All right. I mean, if you want to talk about all of these quarterbacks screwing up their chance to be the MVP, and then the one quarterback so far that hasn't done that is Lamar Jackson. So now Tua gets a chance to step into that arena. And if he can knock off the Ravens on the road, with Jalen Waddle banged up, with Tyreek Hill banged up, with everything going on. If he can do that and steal that away from Lamar Jackson, who knows? Maybe Tua enters back into the MVP conversation. Uh, that's a battle that, you know, obviously has a chance to impact the number one seed in the entire conference. So, like the one that you pointed out, I'm going to go with the Dolphins at the Ravens. Can't wait to watch that one, 1 o'clock on Sunday. And it's great because that Cowboys-Lions game Saturday night, and then you get 1 o'clock, you get that Ravens-Dolphins game. So uh, both the slates right there just giving you something magical to watch. Yeah, and, um, you know, there's there's a couple here, and, I, and I'll let you take one. But another one for me, and I, I may have called this six weeks ago that this was coming, the Rams resurrection, mm-hmm. and they're 8-7. and seven. They're going on the road to play a Giants team that looked very frisky against the Eagles. The Eagles' defense is not what it once was. Really quickly, Gino and I, Gino Camilleri from, and I'm doing my crossover with, uh, doing oh, my crossover yeah. with Lou DiBiase from the Eagles this week because they play the Cardinals. Gino Camilleri, I love you. Locked on Eagles. Every time there's a free agent, Howie, go get him. Howie, <laughs> go get him. And he does. he does. And he does. They traded for Kevin Byard in your backyard. They just went and picked up Shaq Leonard. Like, they pick up everybody. And it's like they still can't put it together. So it's something that it's just fascinating to watch. But anyways, I, I, I digress. You know, when you look at the Rams, it could be nine and seven. Like that's a big deal. And if they make the playoffs, you don't want to play that offense. No. You just don't. Kyron Williams, Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup, Tyler Higby, Matthew Stafford. That's of those, like those five guys, 
that's a top 12 offensive skill position package in the NFL with how many bad offenses there are now and, and how much bad quarterback play there is. So that's one that fascinates me. They go on the road. They're going to East Rutherford. It's going to be cold. And if they can get a win and go to nine and seven, ain't nobody going to want to play the Rams if they make the playoffs. Alex, huh? you know who would have to play the Rams if they made the playoffs as things stand right now? San Francisco 49ers? Nope. They get a bye. They're the number one seed. Oh, yeah. Um, be conflicted. It would be the Rams against oh. the Lions. Oh, no. You're you're adopted child of the Rams with your firstborn in the Lions. It would be oh. um, very Game of Thrones is all I will say about that. But I do want to point out a couple of matchups between yeah. some tight, tight playoff contenders here. Okay. Number one, the Steelers, eight and seven on the road against the Seahawks, eight and seven. The Steelers are trying to stay in the hunt here while they're taking on water. The Seahawks are trying to kick things up. They got a last-second win over Philly, last-second win over the Titans. You know, the Seahawks are trying to go on their run here and get hot at the end of the season. Those two teams, if either of them lose and drop to 8-8, and it's probably over for them, or it's close to over. It's it's almost closing time. So that's one that I'm watching for. And then same thing, Packers and Vikings on Sunday night football. Both teams are 7-8. and They're... Literally on life support right now. So whoever loses that game is probably done. So th- those are games where it's basically winner go winner go or loser goes home is what it comes down to in those matchups. So that'll be interesting to watch right there. Saints seven and eight, Buccaneers eight and seven, same kind of thing right there. Somebody's got to win that division. So it'd be interesting to see who might step up and, and take it. And I've I think that I'm adding a third one. So I'm going to remove Taylor Heineke from the from the Truther boat and. Um, I'm replacing, and this is, this has been a long time coming. Okay. And I'm not, I'm not, you know, front loading this or, you know, bandwagging this. I've been a Jared Goff truther since, you know, day one with the Rams. I thought he didn't get a fair shot. I thought, cause he wasn't, you know, super cool. Sean McVay didn't like him. And then he is goofy. I've been a Baker Mayfield closet truther for a while because what Baker Mayfield has done his entire career, except for being a kind of a jerk early on, but he had to grow up a little bit, which happens because these guys are 23 years old when they come in the league. He has been a great leader. He has run through walls to get first downs. He's always trying to get more yardage. He's always the leader in the, in the, in the huddle. He is the guy going to Carolina, then going to the Rams, getting cut, and then going to the Rams and winning a game on, what was it, Monday Night Football after being there for 10 minutes on a game-winning drive that Van Jefferson just dimed down the sideline, leading them down to 45 seconds or a minute, and then he goes to Tampa Bay where they hadn't had quarterback success ever aside from Tom Brady and Trent Dilfer and Brad Johnson 25 years ago, and he goes in and he's making the most out of those offensive players, and he's leading that team. Like, how do you not get behind that? How do you not love that? At this right. point, for a guy who went number one overall, nobody thought he should have gone number one. And he's all he's doing is making a career wherever he goes and plays his bleep. How do you not love that? Yeah. Like yeah. that is. Well, they're, they're saying he's so going to get a big deal now. Nowadays. So. Yeah. He inspires his teammates and people kind of forget that that's a big component of football. And yeah. He throws you know picks. What I mean? Yeah, he yeah he makes mistakes. Yeah, he fumbles the ball, but it doesn't matter. He is the leader of that team immediately. That's not inherent. That's not something that you know just given to you because you're a quarterback. The dude earns it. He has the respect of his peers wherever he goes, and that's something that you can't say for many quarterbacks in this league, if not a majority of. Yeah, 
You're 100% right. And seeing him go into the playoffs, maybe knock somebody off, something like that, it, it makes for a good story. It would make for an exciting time. So uh, we're heading towards the playoffs. Appreciate football. If you haven't yet, it's probably too late, but you got two more weeks. So do your best to get it in now. But that is going to do it for us today on a Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. It's your team every day. Do want to let you guys know that Locked On has launched the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. It's Locked On Sports Today. It's here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts from Locked On, plus national shows like Locked On NFL covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube. Subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. As I tell you guys every single week, start your weekend early. Stay safe out there.